Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm just trying to ignore you. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. This is our homebrewed Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast. If you like what we do here and would care to support it, we would really appreciate it. You can do so at underthelibrary.com slash support. There you will find links to two things that help us out a lot. One is our module on DriveThruRPG called The Snake's Oil, and the other is our Patreon account. Again, that is at underthelibrary.com slash support. With that, let's get to a show. My name is Arthur. I am playing Buddy. I am here with Rick as Sam. Scott playing Eddie. Wayne as Sister B. And Emily as Colette. As always, our keeper is Michael. Michael, over to you. Under the Library is a horror tabletop role-playing game set in the Call of Cthulhu universe. As such, it features horror and other unsettling moments. Um, Not safe for Scott is your signal. The following information will be graphic. If you're concerned, skip ahead, but stay with us. Keep in mind, though, these are mature themes presented by immature people. And with that, if you know the difference between a rectal thermometer and an oral thermometer, you're in the right place. Emily, with a recap. Thanks, Michael. Okay. In the house in the straits, Eddie hears the book from the bloody bag speak to him. He feels compelled to open it, and when he does, his stomach gurgles for the first time in weeks. As he and Buddy leave the house, they rejoin Colette, who shares a memory she had previously been unable to deal with. A family in the Straits who briefly hid her in their home were abducted in front of her eyes. At Richard's house, Sister B opens the front door to admit two privates, probably from the facility, however, we're not sure, because when she sees them, She sees them in Russian military garb and hears them speak in her native tongue. Sister B's paranoia leads her to an altercation with the privates, and she calmly dispatches them both. She then gathers her biological samples and sets the house aflame as she departs. After a lunch at home and a glance through the local paper, Sam heads into town to run some errands. After visiting Joe at the hospital, He stops into a bar and attempts to question the bartender about disappearances in the straits. Sam then stops by the convent, but Sister B is out. He ends up at another bar, this time in the straits, but finds the bartender to be antagonistic and unhelpful. Finally, back at the hotel, Eddie naps while Buddy examines the strange journal. In the other room, Colette forces herself to remember things that her brain is protecting her from. She sketches everything she can recall from the two crime scenes, but then loses herself in a vision from her past. I think I was a little late on my cue there. It's okay. (laughs) I think I'd like to just start right off with where we left Colette last week, if that's okay with you, Emily. And uh, one thing is, you had had this vision, right? And you're kind of coming in and out of consciousness, but your purpose was you had kind of sat down to sketch out this scene, right? Of the people being abducted from the house that you, you left. Right. But then yeah. you had this, you I had was... this, you had kind of this corollary vision or, or maybe side vision about what may or may not have happened in the hospital. 
Yeah. Um, and I just want to be clear. I started out sketching the murder house, sketching the crime scene. And then I moved on to try to recreate the crime from further in my memory. So I was sketching both. Right. And and so you left and you had this vision. Mm -hmm. We went through those scenes in the mm -hmm. hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, as you come to from that. Uh, and, and I said I wouldn't push a sand roll on you, so I won't. But uh, what's scrawled on the paper in front of you. So you, you were kind of lost in this vision, right? In and out. You don't remember drawing. And what's scrawled on the paper in front of you is they were coming for you. They were coming for me. For me. They right, were coming it, for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. No, no, no. It would have said they were coming for you. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So are we picking up there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Uh, assuming this was a shorter vision and not like I'm waking up at 6 a.m., uh, I would want to leave the room and go next door. I'm just asking about the time because if it's the middle of the night, I'm not going to knock on Buddy and Eddie's door. Okay. Before you do that, Eddie, I need you to give me a spot hidden roll. I, I know what he's spotting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't um, don't don't be mad at me, Sir Eddie. I, I had I had to read it. Uh, regular success. Okay, and you have a pretty quick nap, so to speak, and you're feeling rather refreshed. But uh, as you blink, kind of your eyes open, you're glancing over and you see buddy pretty engaged with that book that hmm. you had uh all right so i'm waking up and i'm like oh that was that was actually a pretty good nap right there i think i was more tired than i thought i was what the i think and i'm feeling hungry right don't take this away from me it, you you <laughs> you are uh, feeling there's one answer to this question <laughs> otherwise i'm going to make fun of you for saying cthulhu <laughs> <laughs> trademarked uh, the yes you are very Thank hungry you. but you're more concerned about the fact that you're not holding the book that you went to bed with okay okay i'm gonna say uh, I, I get it you want to look at the book i i and i'm sort of walking over and i'm like you know what i just i feel like i, I gotta keep studying this thing it you know i looked at it and i'm, I'm it helped me feel a little bit better and yeah. Do you mind if I take it back and I, I study it a little bit more there, buddy? So it, can I look over your shoulder, though? Because there, there's some stuff in here about um, uh, about Casper Muscovine. And yeah, that sounds like it was a thing about Lana, we're too, partners. right? We're going to look together. You know what? Oh, we should be doing this over a plate of lasagna. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and there's are, a are, knock, you, knock. are you hungry? I am starving. I am ready. To oh, eat that's something. such great news, Eddie. And there's a knock, knock at your door. So I'll close and hand you the book, um, and then go over and answer the door. Uh, wait, are, did you hand the book to Eddie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Eddie, as soon as you grab the book, it just feels good. Oh yeah. No, 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 not like that. It just feels <laughs> right. I'm taking the book back. <laughs> Too late. It stuck to me. It doesn't uh, do it for you, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, so I'm going to go answer the door. Question for the keeper before I walk in. Was the thing that I scrawled on a corner, could I have theoretically ripped it off, or is it just oh, right no, in the this midst is, of... Yeah, this is a 
like I imagine your desk would have been like drawings all around and in the middle of your desk on this single sheet of paper was scrawled they were coming for you and maybe even to push it one step further it was obviously from your hand but it was not your handwriting okay so if it's on its own sheet of paper that is staying in the room okay okay um just quickly writing down not my handwriting <laughs> okay great so anyway as we were yeah. i am clutching a stack of papers they are in disarray i also kind of look like i am in disarray and i would say my eyes probably look haunted okay miss colette are you, are you okay do, do you want to come in we were gonna go get I... something to eat do you want do you want to do you want to go eat we're gonna look at the book too don't forget the book uh, oh I, I won't forget the book let me just show you these first i don't know if i want to leave right now but okay. I sat down and I tried to draw everything that I could remember from the house. I was just hoping that maybe something else would pop out at us about the scene, you know, like a, like a sketch artist or something mm. like that. Um, and smart, really smart. And then I tried to do the same thing for the abduction, which I just haven't thought about at all, really. And I think I remembered some things I didn't know that I knew, but I wondered if I could just show you and see if you saw anything of significance. And I'll just spread all the papers out, minus the one with the their coming note. Okay. On the on the bed or on the desk, whatever surface is available. Okay. Okay. So as she spreads out this layer of drawings, uh, we're gonna kind of have an overhead shot and then cut to Sam. Cool. And Sam, forgive me, we left you in the bar? Yeah, I'm at the bar on the streets. But I, I, I don't know if it's a good timekeeper, but I'd like to retcon just one thing, and that is yeah. when I was at the library yes. uh, over the last couple of weeks, one yeah. of the things I definitely would have done mm -hmm. is after having these flashbacks about uh, uh, my, my, my wartime uh, friend, uh, and him mentioning and rambling about this place, Bloodstone, I would have probably flipped through the library to see if there's any history or anything about that, that that I could have maybe filled in some gaps. Sure. You want to make a library check on that or a history, a library <laughs> use or a history check? Oh, you're or... asking, you're asking Sam, uh, I guess library use? I can't. Why not? I'll give you advantage. How's that? Oh, well, that's hold on. Okay, hold on. Hold on. That's a, okay, it's a 28 and a 34, and I've got a 20. So am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? This is a big one. Do it. Do, do it. it, do it, do it. Peer pressure. Uh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. All the cool kids I'm gonna, are doing it. I'm going to burn. I'm going to burn some luck. How much luck I are you going to burn? I hope it's worth it. How much luck are you going to uh, burn? Eight. Eight points of luck. That's a lot. You want, a lot. You want to gamble? You want door number one or door number two? Oh <laughs> man, really? He's got to burn luck and gamble. Oh my burn, god! If you burn, if you burn eight points, I'll give you door number one. If you burn ten points of luck, I'll give you door number two. Whoa! Wow! Whoa. That is extortion. I mean, Sam, 
Let's That's go. great. I was about to say if I did 18 points, uh was there door number uh, three? But I'm gonna just do door wow. number two with ten. It's points. Cthulhu, Cthulhu, let's make a deal. <laughs> no whammies, no whammies, big bucks, big bucks. All right. And what you do is go and I'm I'm gonna guess at some point, I think the encyclopedia'd probably be a little too straightforward, but you find a, a researcher on the old west right you kind of look a little bit further past and uh as you're going through their card catalog you find something on blood bloodstone uh from the old west and it's a it's a title help me out here give me a title for this book sam uh for about bloodstone or pertaining bloodstone it just has something it could any kind of title to do with the 18 late 1800s and we gotta yeah, how about how thing. about the uh, the foundations of mining and misery in the Dakotas? Ooh, damn, that's nice. good. All right, the foundations of mining and misery in the Dakotas. By that seems like a uh by E J muttered. All right, and um. This would have been a pretty dry text two luck points ago. But as you <laughs> as you open up the text, what falls out is a pamphlet and a map. And the pamphlet is from uh, is a modern pamphlet. And oh it says at the top, visit New Bloodstone. And inside it says all a hundred percent replicas of the original Bloodstone town. Come visit new Bloodstone and find everything about the old West that you could experience like it's today and all the conveniences of modern time. Be a cowboy, break into the saloon, find your way and everything at the gun show in New Bloodstone. And so, like, as you go through this pamphlet, uh, it seems pretty recent. Like, it was printed in the last couple of years, and there's some photos that look a little bit like this. Uh, it, there's, there's really old photos that seem to be from, if anybody can help me with the name of our newspaper from Bloodstone. Oh, yeah, I can in a second. Okay. Uh, so there's expose. There's, yeah, it was something expose. The Bloodstone uh, expose. I might have. Right. It's pretty close. I anyway, have to grab my other journal across the uh, room. So that's okay. So so there's images from there, but then there's also these images of these replicas. Obviously, a little bit hokey of people dressed up in modern cowboy outfits um, outside of uh, body bills. But Body Bills has like a little bit of uh, it's obviously very freshly photographed. Yeah. And painted. Uh, of course, Emily is correct. It is the Bloodstone Expose. There we go. So I, I, ha I have to go ahead. OK, uh, so that's the pamphlet. <laughs> and uh, then uh, in addition to what fell out of the book was a, uh, a a map of the area and it plots New Bloodstone as west of uh, the original Bloodstone. Mm. Um, it uh, 
in particular highlights the railroad tracks that ran south of Bloodstone and west towards Deadwood and makes this big circle of new Bloodstone. Um, there's not a lot of like any kind of marginalia or anything aside from that, but it's not a full map. I should, it's only like a few panels that have been torn down to this small bit. If you were to go one step further, which since you burned your luck, I'm being a very, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pay off the fact that you burned some luck here. It's a lot if, of luck. If you go and read about the foundations of mining and misery in the Dakotas, uh, EJ muttered goes into detail about the great loss of life that occurred in the mines. Um, but EJ does go into some detail about the mystery of the fact of where the women and children of bloodstone went, because uh, while it was very common for the men to die in the mines and that was no surprise, there's very little information or recollection of what happened in particular to the wives and children of the men in the mines of bloodstone. Whereas in other Dakota mine sites, he's been able to at least figure out where in these small kind of villages the women and children lived and the lifestyles of them. Uh, but in Bloodstone, it it's a very kind of deep mystery. And that will probably strike a chord with Sam as he thinks back on his uh, Ira Newsome sort of uh, death bed blown off con uh, confession of sorts. Uh, talking about children in the caves and there's something being wrong in the mines. And so some of these connections are starting to form. And uh, Sam Sam gets to a thinking. And I, just uh, out of out of character, I do have to ask, are we are we pulling a Westworld? Are we are we going to be pulling <laughs> a Westworld? That, that, that was reminiscent <laughs> when he said it. It's freaking great. I love uh, it. I <laughs> love it. Um, so Sam, uh, he'll make notes of this. And he's actually got some uh, behind the behind the mind uh, machinations on uh, 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 how he's going to how he's going to piece all this together. He's he's intrigued. And are we are we are we going to jump to the bar <laughs> scene where I get I get my butt kicked? Or, oh, I uh... forgot this was a whole retcon about you going to the <laughs> library. I tell you what, let's skip over to Sister B then. We'll get to the bar scene in a minute. Sister B, uh, we left you uh, walking out of Richard's house and the whole thing going up in flames. Um, so Sister B has a suitcase and a jar full of uh, brain matter from refrigerator, nice and cold like pickle jar. And uh, she will make her way back to... Uh, to, to church convent where she's been staying so she will head back on a walk through town doing that in her in her purposeful brisk sister be sort of walk okay and you're headed to the convent i'm sorry yes okay yeah, she's go in there first okay and what do you do as you arrive at the convent because i think you would just be able to come and go as you please yeah so she goes there and she wants to go to her room and she will go there to, to her room and she sets her suitcase there um and she has the jar the jar with the brain matter and this is where she takes a, a little bit of money and stuffs it in one of her inside pockets and she then uh just looks around to see if everything's normal at the convent and then uh bids adieu to one of the sisters saying oh i have another errand to do in town i have to go to pharmacy so she says to get some medicine and uh it, she will 
If you'll permit me just for a moment, I have this vision of mm. Sister B in a rather staid room, right? Like very minimal, oh, sitting, God, yeah. on, sitting on the edge of the bed, holding this jar and looking for her money. But right outside her tiny little window in the wall is mm -hmm. this like stream of smoke on the horizon. That is <laughs> Richard's house out in the background and maybe even some sirens in the distance as uh, they're going to put out the fire. So Sister B will, uh, she'll she'll grab her uh, her chin and look in the think into the air and just uh, go, huh? There must be a fire somewhere. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wow, I wonder if she'll put it together because she she would have it as a con you know the convent burning it back and so back and forth. She may not think that fire is happening here, so I don't know. So that will I'll leave. Maybe okay. it it, it, it flicks back and forth in her head. She goes, oh, that's funny. There's a fire. I was just thinking about the fire back in Russia when the convent burned. So yes, Perfect. that's yeah. that's where okay. her head will be, and uh, she will get her a few things together in the uh, the jar, and she wraps the jar in um, some cloth that she has around a small towel, and ties okay. it up just because it's because it's a glass jar, just in case it gets dropped or anything. Okay, I would think it has a lid on it too. We're not just talking about mm -hmm. like, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think Franny would have been. Thoughtful enough to kind of seal up the top. I wish she wouldn't just leave the organic brain matter out in the uh, in the cold, so to speak. No, definitely not, that because good. that was part of the the processes that the old the, the ones that weren't airtight were deteriorating really rapidly. So she would have been really right, careful yeah. about that. Okay. Ah, okay. Okay. So, so, right, so pickled. Yep. Okay. So you wrap it in cloth. You put your money, and then uh, you're headed. You you tell them you're headed out to the pharmacy. Yep, uh, but Sister B then goes back. Um, she leaves, but she goes out a back uh, back way. Uh, if there's a small door or an odd door that is, leads out uh, a different way, she does that. And okay. uh, she wants to go through if they have some small gardens or such like that. She quietly goes through the gardens, and then she just uh, waits for a little bit and peeks out through if there's some bushes or such like that or around the corner. And she just looks out towards the front of the convent to see if – she was being followed, or there's anyone around that may have been uh, peeking at Sister to be. Interesting. That's what she does. Yeah, I make a. I, I'm gonna make you make a sand roll on this. Ooh, an eleven. All right, and you're pretty clear-headed, and there, there's there's nobody about, and. Uh, you know, I think it kind of makes like this beautiful image of Sister B pretending to pray in the gardens maybe even holding a rosary as she walked around but keeping an eye out but and that uh, would make sense because uh, at the at, at the convent or the gardens and such that's when she is, feels the most centered uh yeah. everything around is all the trappings of it and the quietude of it all it has her come back to a sense of uh normality and reality and yeah. at that point that point uh she she may be thinking of the fire but probably not because that's not important in her queue of things to do okay yeah, and and so with that clear head, right? She recognizes that she's alone, and nobody's looking for Sister B. So, so she uh, makes her way out across the street and heads into the uh, uh, the small downtown, I suppose, where pharmacy is. Okay, and uh, there, I assume you're looking for your buddy, Ethan. Oh, Ethan. we'll go to the pharmacy and in, into the door with a little bell that rings up top, ding 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 ding, <laughs> and. Uh, she will go in and uh, so, oh, 
Hello, everybody, if there's anyone at the front. Yeah, and, and he's it... he's giving a prescription to the lady in front of you, and he's, you know, he's like, he's really kind and, and just saying, and Miss Wilson, make sure that you you have a little milk with this so it doesn't upset your stomach because it'll really make these go down easier. And, you know, just he's kind of given that conversation as you walk in. And, and she's very kind, right? Like back to Ethan and, oh, thank you. You're such a dear. And Sister B will quietly stand behind and just have a little smile on her face about how good and kind that uh, people are being to each other like they should be in her mind. They should be good and kind. And these are not the people that do the terrible things. Until you have to pull out a Mauser and put two in them, right? Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) If they do wrong things, that's what happens. All right. And so you get up to Ethan, and what do you do? So I said, oh, uh, good to see you, Mr. Ethan. Uh, Could we sit down at the table for just one second? I have uh, something very, very intriguing to show you, and uh, I am very fascinated by it myself. And uh, perhaps uh, the little scientist in you will be... uh, yeah, yeah sister, I've been it. I've been looking forward to when you were coming back, and and you go out to like one of those little white kind of enameled cast iron tables, you know, with the glass mm-hmm. tops. Because I was gonna say, bit... is this is this did they do um soda or any ice creams at this pharmacy? Like sometimes they would. I know yeah, there was well, an ice cream shop. Yeah, there was an ice cream shop right down the road, but they should at least do some sodas. I feel like right. So yeah, you know, they they have some little tables to have some sodas at, and maybe some candies. Candies yeah. are always good. Oh, you can get a grape knee high or something like that. And that's what, uh, so Sister B goes, oh, can we get a, a little bit of a, a, grape, a grape knee high soda or orange? Uh, let's sit down together, enjoy that, and, and I will show you a sample. I think you will be very intrigued by what I found. Oh, I see I see what you're doing to me, Sister. You're, you're playing me out for the information, but I'll get you a soda. And he's kind of like, he's just kind of like poking back at you a little bit. And she's okay with that. She like yeah. she she uh, likes Ethan. He has a he has a little bit of uh, you know Spitfire in him. Yeah, uh, so so uh, he goes and gets you a grape knee high and pours it for you, and then uh, heads back to the table. And, and when he comes back to the table, she already has the jar out and takes has taken off the wrappings around it and has it sitting right in the center of the table. Oh man! All right, hang on a sec. Then I got to see what. This might be a little bit. Uh, this this might be pretty intense for Ethan. Oh, uh, he's like, you, you should cover that up. No, oh, why should we cover it up? It is a sister. Sister, there's a, a lot of eyes in this town. Oh, and I was gonna say, I wasn't sure it was if the pharmacy was full or not, but uh, um, she says, oh, it's empty. It like Miss Wilson left. You heard the the that's ding, what, she okay. rang. Or walked out the door. And so a sister B pulls it up and holds it at a bit of an angle and says, oh, well, you look at it then. And she says, you need to see this. And he and she hands it to him. And he says, look closely. That is a much more bigger sample and full of life and vigor than the other dried things that uh, came off uh, the wall from the place I was at. And then he grabs it, puts it, tucks it behind his kind of white pharmacy coat. Mm-hmm. And and runs behind the counter, not like to to get away from you, but like he just you can you can tell it's not a uh, it's nothing shady he's doing to try and steal it from you, but he's genuinely mm-hmm. nervous. And with so that's that, what I was gonna say. So we're, uh, yeah, we're gonna go. cut. We're gonna cut over to Eddie and Buddy and Colette, and we'll get back to Sister B on that thought. So before we get into what Eddie and Buddy may look at in the drawings. 
I will just mention that Colette is not examining the drawings with them, but is very clearly separate across the room, maybe sitting on a chair if there is a chair and just looking like she's processing a lot, looking like she's experiencing something. So what, what do what do we see? Colette, you just describe your drawings because they can be any level that you want to okay. Buddy and Eddie. Okay. Yeah, well, um, as, as I said before, Colette is a trained artist and oh. she tried to include as much detail as she could of separate drawings of both floors of the house but a blueprint style hmm. but um it's sort of a strange combination of angles because it's blueprint style but if there were particular things that she remembered she would draw it in detail in a given area like the knives that she saw on the floor when she first glanced through the window where the blood was um hmm. where some of the furniture was and uh, upstairs same idea and little insets she drew close-ups of what she remembered of the injuries and anything laying around the floor on the near the bodies and there was a reason this was a very traumatic experience just to try to put all of this together mm -hmm. and then the abduction was a very different scene because this was she was very far away and this is just a a sort of a 3d rendition a scratch a scratch a sketch of the car and uh, the dark figures carrying the bodies out and so really there wouldn't be anything specific probably nothing specifically license plate visible that is a question for the keeper I okay. don't know if I would have seen that, but I just want to say the thing that would have been visible is the relative sizes of the people. So, for instance, if one of the kidnappers was a very large man or a very small uh, woman or, mm -hmm. or obese man. or man or whatever. <clears throat> two, two things, Colette. One, there would have been a near photographic drawing of an infant. Um, and you can decide whether you would have shared that uh, with Buddy and Eddie or not. And the other thing is you can roll a spot hidden to see how well you recollect that license plate. Okay. So first, addressing the infant question for the keeper, because if it was on its own separate sheet, yes. I would have left it. Okay, that's fine. Then it's back with the other phrase. Okay. Perfect. But okay. uh, just for your information, you do, you have created that, which is like a like nearly photographic. Uh, I rolled an 89. There's not much I can do with that. Yeah, so there's no license plate on that car then. Okay. And I'll, as we're looking, I'm going to turn and say, you know, if at any point you, you remember the license plate on this thing, let me know and I can run it. We can get a little bit more information. Do you remember what kind of car it was, the make, the model, any of those details? It's going to be a dark sedan-like car, uh, low roof. Um, I mean... It, outside of game i would just say you know like we're i want you to think like stereotypical low profile government yeah. vehicle mm -hmm. right yep. but in game yeah. i wouldn't have actually responded in that moment because i am 
very inwardly focused right now. I might not have even realized you were talking to sure. me. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I, after look, sort of looking at you and not getting a response, I'm going to turn to Buddy and be like, yeah, she's not going to give us much, but this is almost looking like maybe it's a government vehicle. Like it's, It sure does. It's got that kind of profile. So does, it, pretty... does it look um, like the same vehicle um, or the same type of vehicle that we were following Lana in? That Lana oh, was in when fair. we were following her? Yeah, make. I, mm, do we even. Okay, let's make an intelligence roll just because of the idea portion on that. Okay. Just uh, buddy only, or both of us? Uh, you can both roll on it. I'm more curious how well Colette represents the car in her drawing more than what y'all see. Yeah, so, I, I missed it. Okay. So in, well, so I, that would. Would that be me rolling on how well I draw? Is this uh, a spot we'll just, hidden? No, 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 no. Uh, this, is, this is your intelligence. I, I'm a very good artist. Oh, right. so this is a hard success. Okay, Sweet. so I think then what that says is the drawing's not very clear, but Eddie, you're pretty much going to extrapolate from what's there that it it really leans towards that same type of government vehicle that took Lana out of town. Okay. Just for okay, the record, say, it's a really good thing I beefed up my drawing numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I'll, I'll, to Buddy, I'll be like, yeah, it looks like it definitely could be. I don't want to, you know, we got to keep our minds open. There's a lot of possibility here, but but it seems like it's uh, it's probably not a coincidence that all this stuff is coming together. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that Buddy would notice in the drawings that he did not notice at the scene? Okay, wait a minute. Anything as far as the scene? Which scene? The um the the one from the house earlier today. Oh, okay. Fair. Sure. I tell you what. You want to use that drawing roll? Go I ahead. Do. Colette, use that drawing. <laughs> let's let's okay. see how Sweet. you do. It's gotta do something for me. Uh, that's a regular success. It's better than Buddy rolling a spot hidden. Okay, a regular success. And. I think that probably what would Buddy notice that was really different between I would I would say that in the background of the drawing so the house kind of essentially down the down the way okay. is maybe that there's a little drawing that you didn't notice at first of pappy on the front of the house i'm sorry i don't understand yeah i don't understand either okay. just remember now i don't want to take away yeah, any information yeah, yeah. you're giving us I'm but i said i was drawing like floor plan blueprint style looking oh, down with... on the floors and then like detailing certain items that i remember being in certain places so a weird yeah. mixture of 2D and 3D. I'm okay. sorry. That's no, what she drew. I'm, I'm glad y'all. I'm glad you corrected because <laughs> my me, brain was in a separate place. While I was. Saying, I have right. a great idea. Yeah. Because if you would want it, something please, to do with please. Pappy, yes. I did specify that I drew the bodies in detail, the bodies and anything directly around them, and the injuries as much as that cost me, and so there could be something that was more clear to them that would prove that it was pappy perhaps because that was still a question okay and 
All right, y'all just give me a second on this. Let's move forward with the narrative, and I'll come back with what you've. Sorry, buddy, but I'll come back. Right, with no, 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 that's fine. Seen in that's that fine. Moment. Um, all right, so, so uh, yeah, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, so, buddy is just like looking very closely at each drawing and really trying to take in what he sees in the drawing and comparing them to his memory. Um, so, you know, he's like leaning down and like, you know, I, I picture this like either over a desk or a bed and he's, you know, if he had a magnifying glass, he'd be doing that, but just sort of close to it and kind of scanning around um, and, and, you know, really trying to look close. That, that fits perfectly. So as you're doing that from behind you, you hear, whoa, <laughs> that is not what I want to hear from behind me when I'm bent over. <laughs> and you turn around and you see that there's some cracker crumbs on my chest and I've just got a, a, a sleeve of like saltines and I'm just eating away. And I'm like, <laughs> and, I, and, and to be honest, like because he's hungry, he's a little distracted. So normally this is the kind of stuff that Eddie would be all over. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's he's got a little grumble in the tummy and he's putting stuff in happily is like a bigger deal to him than you can sort of imagine and so when you turn around and look at me i'm just gonna say these are okay but we're going to get lasagna as soon as we're done with this and so as as cracker crumbles fall all over the drawings all over colette's drawings well no i'm standing back a little bit give me give me some credit for decorum yeah, no, but we we need a few, like, because you're really hungry, right? And as, He's cookie yeah, monster and cookie that monstering shit. Them. As, they, <laughs> as they're going, uh, we'll, we'll cut away to Sam, and I'll get back to buddies. I haven't lost track. Don't worry. Excellent. And uh, if I recall correctly, the beer that was poured for Sam before we cut away uh, was from a dirty glass. And Sam would have oh, seen yeah. that and known that. But at the same time, he's had much worse. And he would have uh, he would have taken a uh, uh, might have might have big gulp from the glass and turned to the barkeep and says that'll do, that'll do, nice and uh, cold. Make a make a persuade roll at advantage for that one. Oh, that's yeah. not good. That's not good. good. That face. No, I said it yeah. at advantage. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh. I had a. <laughs> It's like I rolled a 98 and a 97. I rolled a 73 and then a 78, which is about 50 points higher than my persuade. (laughs) So burn 50 points of luck. (laughs) So pretty much you get that same icy glare back from the bartender, but possibly with a smirk as he watches you swill down that beer with some dirty dishwater in it. That's fine. I say it gives it flavor, a uh, little local flavor. Um, so you, these, uh, uh, you don't quit, do you? Nah, nah. This is a uh, might as well pour me another here. Want to make sure I support the local establishments, and I'll make sure I. I and I he does. Him. Yeah. Except this time, he gets you a little more dishwasher in the bottom, <laughs> dishwater in the bottom of the glass Ugh. as he fills you another one. And frothily slams it down I, I, on the bar. I was next about to, to say, it. "Oh, this one's got a little more head on it." Uh, yeah, all right, I see that. All right, this is not safe for art. He's a really big guy too, and he looks at you and he says, "And my mama made that brew special, so don't leave none of it behind now." Ugh, that brew special. 
Interesting. I said, well, your mama's got a damn good recipe. I'm glad I could support these uh, local folks here in the Straits. And I'd take it and I'd actually just chug it down at this point uh, just to get it down and show them. Let out a big bubbly burp. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I hope that there's like soap bubbles coming out. Yeah, of yeah. that's kind of how I figure it. Like a little. And I said, hmm, hmm, that's just, you know, a good idea just dawned on me. Uh, that uh, <laughs> uh, 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 he said, you know what? I I don't want to take up too much of your time. It's so busy here. Uh, but uh, and I and I, how much how much does this cost there there, barkeep? Uh, what would that be? About ten cents. I have no idea. It's probably fair. I don't okay. know about that. Yeah, why, why not? And I cite him a whole fifty cents. Holy crap. Yeah, and I'd say, I'd say, listen, this is for you and your troubles down here. I know there's been trouble. Uh, if there's anything I can do, you know, I serve myself. And uh, uh, I just hate to see uh, all the misgivings happening here in these straits. Uh, real unfortunate, like. All right, he cocks an eyebrow at you and he stops wiping the glass and he looks at you and he's he's just he's a little befuddled. And he says, why don't you cut to the chase, mister? What do you want? Listen, the cops and military out here aren't helping you guys none. And uh, there seems to be more and more trouble happening. Uh, I, I just want to see if there's anything I can do as a concerned friend here in in, uh, in the area. That's all. I got my own wives and kids to look out for, but you all do too. And I just uh, um, want <laughs> to do what I can. Did you intentionally say that in the plural? <laughs> wives and kids. <laughs> Did you intentionally? Well, there is two. There's, there's Rachel and the other one. Cheryl. There you go. Rachel and Cheryl. Uh, he's he's looking back at you and he's sizing you up and down. And he says, I don't need no help. But yeah. but I'll bite. I give you one piece of information. What do you need? Uh, any, 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 anyone new, unusual in these parts that may have stopped in here that you've seen anybody talking about? Uh, anyone that I can help hunt down? Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, trace down. <laughs> and and he points at the mirror behind the bar <laughs> where you're sitting. Touche, 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 my sir, Baki. Touche. And, and, and he cracks a smile, and we'll cut to Sister B. <laughs> That's great. I couldn't help but think of his two wives as Rachel and then his two children, Amos and Anus. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the thermometers. Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) So, uh, Sister B, um, she wants to, uh, I guess, well, Ethan's pretty showing it, but she wanted, you know, if she needs to use psychology to see uh, if he is really rattled, very nervous, if he seems like he has a sense that maybe he was uh, threatened or. Perhaps other people are involved or something. Just uh, just an intuition. Like there's something off. Yeah, I, I I don't think you even have to roll. He just looks genuinely freaked out. Okay. Um And he says, sister, sister, come back here. He says, oh, we're behind the counter? Absolutely. Says, come back here. And he's like darting his eyes. So she, so she goes behind move. again. 
I had to get He's on the coming. move. He's coming back there. <laughs> I just spilt my I just spilt my drink. We're, 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 it's only an actual play, <laughs> Wayne. We're not <laughs> LARPing. It's okay. If the beer has soap in it, it'll clean itself. It was a. Uh, there's some rum and ginger beer that went on a phone. It'll make it. It'll be fine. There's this one part of it. We're like, is he going to the bathroom? Does he not remember the cameras on? <laughs> it could happen. It could fingers happen. Crossed, fingers crossed. Un- fingers under the crossed. library's only fans. <laughs> lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Yeah. Lightning for spe- bolt. For certain levels of, of being a Patreon. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't make promises. You you're get not an extra keep. camera angle. Right? Uh, all right. There we go. It's a little wet around here. Um. So she goes behind the behind behind the counter. Uh, I guess that's where she where he went and follows her. Oh yes, Ethan. I love. I, what what does he want to show me? There we go. <laughs> and uh, he says, uh, "Sister B, um, I I didn't I didn't think you'd actually come back here, um, but I think you should take this and leave." The sample. And, it, and he's darting his eyes oh. around and he's looking around. Take what? Is it the sample or something else? Yeah, and he he like shoves it back back to you. He, y'all are behind the register, and mm-hmm. he he's shoving it back to you. Oh, and he takes it back and he goes, "Oh, I get a sense that from the other the samples that went out that some uh, people that may have talked to you or something has happened." Ethan, that... are you holding something back for me? And this is where she's kind of curious and wants to know. Sister B, you got to get out of here. They're gonna. There uh, or who who is this they they are talking about and you are talking they, about? They they they, sister B. I'm not gonna lie to you. They they came looking for you, and 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 I couldn't lie to them. Was this the uh, men in uh, men in uniforms have come here to look or uh, different kinds of people? Sister B. They didn't say who they were, but, oh, but they, they wanted they wanted to know where the sample came from. Oh. Yeah, Mr. Ethan, you tell me one question, one thing. What did these people look like, and what did they do? did they have a car they pulled up in? You tell me. Uh, and make a spot hidden. Okay. <laughs> if, mm-hmm. I have to find that other dice. Here, I'll make it for you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Sure. Uh, thirty-four. That's got to be pretty good for old Sister B, right? Sister B. Oh man, that is for spot hidden. A hard nope. Uh, normal success. Okay, Almost you hard notice success. he's wincing as he's talking to you. Ooh. And, and he's moving a little funny. So Sister B says, oh, this is more important than sample. And he says, Ethan, you, you need to come back. I said, what did they do to you? Because this is a this is a very sensitive top topic since her his, his sisters back in uh, Russia were tortured. And she's very sensitive to people being uh, beaten or brutalized. Yeah. And um, he, he just says, Sister B, you you gotta get out of here. And about that time, the front door. You hear the mm-hmm. bells to the front door, and mm-hmm. and his eyes get really wide. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, go out the back, go between the shelves. So Sister B actually will turn and uh, a peek a peek around uh, the counter to see who comes in because she needs to see who it is. And uh, you see uh, two men approaching from the front of the store in. Uh, Pretty plain clothes uniforms. Not uniform. sorry, not uniforms. Pretty plain clothes, but a uniform look to them. Ah, okay. And with straight. that, we will cut to the end of the show. That is going to do it for this episode of Under the Library. 
This has been the first episode of our new format. We will still be putting out the same amount of content on a weekly basis, just in shorter bits, twice a week now. So we will see you in just a few days for our next episode. Until then, you can find us at underthelibrary.com. As always, don't forget to check out our other show. It's called Up Your RPG and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. So for me, for Michael, for Rick, for Wayne, for Emily, and for Scott, thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you next time under the library. planning when to have coitus and when to get meatballs are those different it just feels good oh yeah that is extortion